0: second session in our series, Lost and Found. In our last session, we talked about the fact that we so often view loss as a negative thing, But through the two foundational scriptures of this series, which we're going to look at again in just a moment, we see a context where Jesus has a totally different perspective on loss. And in this context, loss is a very positive thing. In Matthew 16, 25, Jesus said, whoever loses their life for me will find it. And then in John 12, verse 24, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Jesus makes it clear that loss, when it comes to losing our ways, putting to death our fleshly nature and desires, is how we find the life he created us to live. A life of freedom that's so full of him Rather than a life that's so full of me. You know, I think we all want the life we were created to live. However, most of us also really want a life full of me. Lives that are led by our desires and sometimes our emotions. Lives that are all about us. God, let me just do what I want to do and bless me. Sound familiar? But living a life dictated by me, no matter how big or wonderful our goals might be, actually keeps our lives small and limited because we're not giving God control. We are standing in his way and we're not allowing his power to be at work as he wants it to be in our lives. And I think often God is saying, If you would just be willing to surrender those self-focused ambitions for me, I will do more in your life than you can even imagine. But you know, sometimes our desires, they're not even things about ambitions, but sometimes we just desire to hold on to our emotions. Sometimes we want to hold on to hurt and anger or we desire approval and love from other people. There's so many things that we all desire at different times. I can't begin to tell you how many women I have talked to through the years that have been going through difficult times, hurting, frustrated, feeling like they're just banging their head against a wall and not seeing any change. But you know what I often notice so often it seems to boil down to something they are unwilling to surrender. Many times in relationships, we want the other person to change and surrender fully to God when we're not willing to take responsibility for our own relationship with God and do what God is asking us to do. Often, we don't want to surrender unforgiveness, because we feel justified in it, right? After all, we aren't the one who was wrong. Sometimes we just want what we want, and we don't want to surrender our wants to prefer someone else or to extend grace to someone else. But remember the first part of Matthew 16, 25. It said, for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. When we try to dictate and control our own lives apart from God, we will never find the life God created us to live. But in today's session, I want us to see three keys that will help us lose ourselves so we can find the life God wants us to find. So first of all, we all need to understand that there are two conflicting sides at war within us. Now, our foundation scripture, Matthew 16, shows us this conflict, this war working in us. And it shows us that we can save our own life, do our own thing, and we'll lose it, or we can lose our life for God's ways and find it. This same conflict is revealed over and over again throughout scripture. But, you know, Romans chapter 8 makes it especially clear. So I want to read several verses from this chapter. Follow along with me in Romans 8 and starting in verse 5. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. God. And then verses 9 through 11 go on and talk about the fact that if we belong to Christ, then he lives in us and his power is at work within us. And then skip down to verse 12 and it says, therefore brothers, we have an obligation, but it is not to the sinful nature to live according to it. For if you live according to the sinful nature, you will die. But if by the spirit, You put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. These verses make the conflict within us so abundantly clear, don't they? We see that we have this battle going on between the spirit and the flesh. As followers of Jesus, his spirit lives within us to empower us and to help us win this battle. And it says that we have an obligation to let the Spirit of God help us put to death the ways of our flesh and choose to live according to the Spirit. We see here two different paths we can choose with two very different outcomes, death or life. It's our choice. You know, Deuteronomy 30 and verse 9 says this day i call the heavens and earth as witnesses against you that i have set before you life and death blessings and cursings now choose life so that you and your children may live i love this verse because it gives us the answer the answer is given to us choose life and it's not just a one time choice when we enter into relationship with god but if we want to find the life god intended for us it comes down to choosing life Every day, in every decision, and in every situation we face. And it tells us that we're not the only ones affected by our decisions. Our children, future generations, and others around us are impacted as well. You know, if I look back over my life, I have a few very life-shaping revelations from God. And one of them is about this conflict within me. And I remember one day, God spoke so clearly to me. And he told me that everything in life boils down to two things. And I thought, okay, well, that would simplify life. I'm listening. God, you've got my attention now. And he said, everything on this earth boils down to what I'm wanting to do versus what the enemy is wanting to do. And the enemy's goal is to stop what I'm wanting to do. And I saw it as these two distinct sides with myself right in the middle. And then he began to show me how this plays out. If someone upsets me, I can take the enemy's side by giving into my flesh this sinful fleshly nature, which we all have and I can pick up an offense, or I can become angry with that person. I can put up my walls towards that person. And what I saw was that that response would completely prevent God from being able to do what He wants to do in that situation. It would prevent Him from working in my life, flooding through me onto that person and into the situation. However, I also saw that if I chose God's side of forgiving, and letting whatever they did or said just slide off, then God's power would be at work in me, flooding through me onto the other person and into that situation. And God just showed me multiple scenarios where he said, the choice is mine. It was a really powerful revelation that continues to shape my life today. And it's so important because... You know, the way that God works on the earth today is by his spirit through us, through you, through his people. It's up to us to choose whether or not we are going to let him work on the earth through us. And let me tell you, if we don't choose, if we just sit back and say, well, I don't know, it's a hard choice. I mean, we'll just see what happens. I'll just go with the flow. If we take that stance, our flesh will make the choice for us and lead us down a road we do not want to go down. And one day we will wake up wondering how we ever got there. If we want to find the life we were created to live, then we need to choose to lose the life our fleshly nature wants to live. All right, so now that we know there is this conflict at war within us, and that we can choose life by choosing to die to our flesh, now I want us to learn a couple more keys that will make that choice much easier. You know, often, we don't want to surrender things because we're not convinced that God will intervene. We think we have to control things just in case God doesn't intervene the way we want Him to. But, when we really know that God loves us, then we can rest and trust that He will work things out for our good. And that is the second key I want us to see today is that a personal revelation of the love of God is vital to being able to surrender all to Him. It's vital to being able to let go of some of the things in life that we need to let go of. You know, earlier in this session when we read about the conflict within us from romans chapter 8. romans chapter 8 has so much to say also about the love of god i want us to look at verses 38 and 39 together it says for i am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we really believe that God loves us no matter what, that nothing will ever separate us from his love or cause him to stop loving us, then... Surrendering and dying to our flesh becomes so much easier because we know he'll take care of us. In the same chapter, verse 31 says, if God is for us, who can be against us? You know, when we really believe that, we can surrender our fear of what people think or what they might say about us. In verse 28, in the same chapter, it says, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. When we really believe that, we can surrender our need to control everything. We can trust that He is going to work for our best. You see, the love of God empowers us to surrender the ways of our fleshly nature. It's not enough just to know with our mind that God loves us. It needs to be at the core of what we believe. Now, the third and final thing I want us to see in today's session is that this act of surrender, of dying to our flesh, it's a process. You know, no one would have had a greater revelation of the love of the Father than Jesus, right? But even for Jesus, there was a process of surrendering his will, his personal wishes and desires just before he would be betrayed and led away to be beaten and mocked and crucified. Look with me at what he does in Luke chapter 22, starting in verse 41. It says, he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, referring to the disciples, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. An angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. We see Jesus going to the Father in prayer. True surrender is not something that we can do on our own. God wants to be included in the process. And we see Jesus pouring out his heart in complete honesty to the Father. He says, if there's any other way, you know, we don't need to be afraid of being totally honest with God. He already knows. He already knows everything we're thinking and feeling. And you might think, well, then why do I need to tell him? I'll tell you why. Because when we open up in honesty It opens the door for him to work in our lives. It opens the door for him to respond in our lives. You know, it says that the father responded and sent an angel to strengthen Jesus. God will respond to us as well with whatever we need. Maybe it's wisdom. Maybe it's guidance. Maybe it's strength. God will respond to us when we open the door to him, when we pour out our hearts in complete honesty and want him to get involved in the situations we're walking through and the process we're walking through. But then I want you to see what Jesus did. He continued to pray. Don't stop talking to God. Don't stop walking out the process with him. Losing ourselves And finding a full life of Him is an everyday ongoing adventure as long as we are alive on this earth. So when we recognize that there is a conflict at war within us, but that the Spirit of God will help us win when we let Him and when we have a true revelation of His love for us, and then when we walk that process out with God, We will lose the things we need to lose and we will find the amazing purpose-filled life God wants us to find. In the coming sessions of this series, we are going to start talking about some specific things we may need to lose. And we are going to see the harvest of God's fullness that we will find as a result. All right? I can't wait for the coming weeks. I want to pray for you before we conclude today. Father, right now I pray for every woman watching this session. And God, first of all, I pray that we would be so aware of this conflict between the spirit and the flesh that goes on within us every day. And God, that we would remember that your spirit is alive within us to help us conquer our flesh, to give us victory. God, help us to choose the ways of your spirit that lead to life. And Father, I pray that we would have such a revelation of your incredible love for us, that God, we would never view losing things as, as a negative, as as this hardship of letting go of something, but we would know that because you love us so much, you have far better things ahead for us, and we can fully trust you in that. And God, I pray that we would recognize that in this process of losing ourselves to finding more of you, that it truly is that process. God, I pray that we would allow you to help us in that process, that we would look to you, that we would talk to you every step of the way, and you would respond, you would show us what to do, you would show us how to move forward, and God, you would lead us into that life that you created us to live, a life that is so much less of us and more of you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, I can't wait to be with you in our next session. Now check out some discussion questions.